is going on, true crime fans? I'm your host, Heath. And I'm your host, Daphne. And you're listening to Going West. Howdy, everybody. Hope you're having a great day today. I just want to give a special thank you to Kelly. Kelly sent today's case in months ago. So thank you to Kelly and thank you all for tuning in today. I know I say this a lot, but we get recommendations for cases everywhere. But the best place to send it in is to goingwestpodcast at gmail.com. That is where we will see it. I'm a little behind on replying, so sorry if it takes me a minute to get back to you, but I will see it and I will reply. So thank you in advance. Hopefully everybody is having a great October so far. Um, We're getting ready to put up our Halloween decorations. I know it feels a little late. We should have done it like weeks ago. We're always early, but I feel like I like I wait for October all year because it's the best month. And then when it arrives, it's like, oh, shit. We got to do all this stuff to do. do. Last year, we were really ahead, though. We were like September 1st, had them up. So we got to go get some cool stuff Um, and then go to like Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. We have to do that. Oh, yeah, that's going to be great. Well, anyway, let's get into this case. All right, guys, this is episode 245 of Going West. So let's get into it. a very different kind of sponsor for this episode, The Jordan Harbinger Show, a podcast you should definitely check out since you're a fan of high-quality, fascinating podcasts hosted by interesting people. The Jordan Harbinger Show covers such a wide range of topics through weekly interviews with heavy-hitting guests. And there are a ton of episodes that you're going to find interesting. Jordan is super charismatic and well-voiced, so I loved listening to his recent episode with Susan Casey called Unraveling Mysteries in the Ocean's Darkest Depths. It was so creepy and interesting, and he goes across every category with other episodes like Romance Twister, My Mister Once Dated My Sister, or his monthly Skeptical Sunday episodes about controversial topics from crystal healing to cannabis to Ouija boards. There is something for everyone. We really enjoy this show, and we think you will as well. There's just so much here. Check out jordanharbinger.com start for some episode recommendations or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. of 2019, a 19-year-old college student vanished after stopping at a gas station late one night in Alabama. 
shortly after she was reported missing. Her blood-stained, damaged car was located in an apartment parking lot almost an hour away. But thanks to surveillance footage and eyewitness testimony and DNA evidence, a suspect was charged. This is the story of Anaya Blanchard. Anaya Haley Blanchard was born on June 22, 2000 to Angela and Elijah Blanchard in Northport, Alabama, which is about an hour outside of Birmingham. Anaya and her mom shared a birthday, which her mom thought was very special. My mom's birthday is the day before me and my twin's birthday. It is it is very fun. Yeah, it's nice to have a birthday that's so close to another family member. Yeah, so she ha- also had an older brother named Elijah Jr., who was only 17 months older than her. And he remembers Anaya as his best friend. And he also laughed remembering that they were constantly getting mistaken for boyfriend and girlfriend. Mother Angela worked as a pediatric emergency room nurse in Birmingham, and their father Elijah was a local businessman and a pastor, so faith played a prominent role in all of their lives. At some point, the family moved to Homewood, which is a close suburb of Birmingham, only about a 10-minute drive from downtown. In 2004, when Anaya was three years old, the Blanchards did divorce, but the kids remained close with both parents, and both parents also happily remarried, Angela marrying a UFC fighter named Walt Harris, and Walt was a former college basketball player who signed to the UFC in 2013. And then in 2019, he was ranked ninth in the world and entered into the Hall of Fame, going by the nickname The Big Ticket. So some of you might know who he is. And he fondly remembers of Anaya, quote, If it was a loss, she'd always pick me up. Meanwhile, Elijah married a prominent Alabama attorney named Yeshiba Glenn, who owns a law firm called Glenn Blanchard in a suburb of Birmingham, and she specializes in domestic relations, adoptions, and veterans law, among other things. And friends and family of Anaya's remember the light that just radiated from her smile and that she was pure sunshine. Her mom described her as a happy, loving, and giving child who always put others first. Anaya attended Homewood High School and played softball for her school's team. She was known in her local softball community for always inviting the opposing team onto the pitcher's mound for high fives and a prayer after the game, whether or not they won. Angela and Walt went on to have two more children, a son named Asa and a daughter named Ayla. Because Angela was commonly working night shifts at the hospital, Anaya helped out her stepdad with her younger brother and sister a lot, and Walt remembers what a great team they made. And he never saw Anaya and Elijah as stepchildren saying, quote, They were my children. It's just the way I saw it. They were my own. My stepdad feels the same. Exactly, yeah. So in 2017, Elijah enrolled at Auburn University, and the following year, Anaya enrolled at the community college, eventually wanting to transfer to Auburn herself to study early childhood education. But for the time being, she was taking classes and working as a nanny. 
Now, Anaya moved just a 10-minute drive away from her brother Elijah, and he said that they saw each other often and spoke on the phone pretty much every day. Anaya brought along her dog, Blue, whom she absolutely adored, and moved into an apartment with a friend named Sarah. On October 23rd, 2019, the siblings and their mom, Angela, attended the funeral of a family friend in northern Alabama. But Anaya and Elijah couldn't stay late because they both had to work the next morning back in Auburn, which is almost 200 miles or over 300 kilometers from where the funeral was being held. So it was not, not very close by. Anaya drove herself and her brother home to Auburn, making a pit stop in Homewood to see their stepdad Walt and their siblings on the way. Walt said that he still regrets not telling Anaya to stay the night because he could tell that she was tired. And he remembers that he did ask her, but she promised that she was fine and she would just drop Elijah at home and then head right to bed. Walt told them that he loved them and they said goodnight, making the two-hour drive back to Auburn from Homewood. Anaya dropped Elijah at his apartment around 11 p.m. that evening, and they were just three miles apart or about five kilometers, so they lived very close to each other. And about nine minutes later at 11.09 p.m., Anaya's roommate Sarah asked if she was almost home, to which Anaya responded, yeah. And in those, you know, probably in nine minutes or around nine minutes, she could have made it home, but she did make a pit stop, which we will get into here in a minute. And also, by the way, um, Anaya and Sarah did share each other's locations on their iPhones, and they always kept each other updated on their whereabouts. And strangely, Sarah remembers that Anaya's biggest fear was being kidnapped and murdered. And Sarah says that everyone who knew her knew this. And Elijah said that she rarely went anywhere alone at night for this very reason. But this particular night, she did. So around 30 minutes later, at about 11.40 p.m., 19-year-old Anaya still had not made it home. So Sarah jokingly texted her, did you go out without me? To which Anaya responded, I'm smoking a blunt, LOL. Sarah said that this felt out of character for Anaya and that she'd never heard Anaya use the word blunt before. Who are you smoking with? Sarah asked. And Anaya responded with, quote, Eric, I just met him. Three minutes later, at 11.43 p.m., Sarah asked her, where? But Anaya never responded. Sarah then checked the location of Anaya's iPhone, and it had her at a nearby apartment complex where many students lived. So Sarah just assumed that she had gone back to this guy's apartment to hang out or just meet up with some friends. So Sarah went to bed assuming that Anaya would come home soon. The next morning, Angela was taking her younger children to school and FaceTimed her daughter like she did every single morning, but Anaya didn't answer. Meanwhile, when Sarah got up, she went to Anaya's room to hear about her night and found it empty, which kind of shocked Sarah, who said, quote, she would always come home. She wouldn't spend the night with someone that she had just met. She also never left her dog alone overnight. Sarah again checked the location of Anaya's iPhone, but this time it was turned off. Sarah contacted Karina Thomas, the mom of the kids that Anaya nannied for, who said that Anaya hadn't shown up for work that morning. And this was alarming to both of them, because Anaya never missed an opportunity to be with the kids, especially since she wanted to work in child education. 
and Karina said that Anaya was the most responsible and reliable nanny that she had ever met. So with that, Sarah hopped in her car and started driving around looking for Anaya's car. She also called Elijah to alert him of the situation and told him that she was really concerned. So Anaya's brother Elijah met her at the apartment right away. As Sarah filled him in, they both had concerns over this new friend that was named Eric. So at this point, Elijah called his mom and his stepdad, Walt, who jumped in the car immediately and drove to meet them from two hours away. And Walt remembers that being the scariest and worst two hours of his life. Because, of course, he's sitting in this car and he just wants to be, like, teleported to Auburn where he can look for his daughter. So Elijah touched base with Karina again, who still hadn't heard from Anaya. Anaya's dad, Elijah Sr., worried, quote, She likes to make sure everybody is okay. That's what my concern is, that somebody has taken advantage of her kindness. Anaya's childhood friend Hannah also joined the search, dropping everything from four hours away and coming in to help the family look for her friend. But when it had been 24 hours since anyone had seen or heard from Anaya, a sense of dread just really set in. Because they all agreed that Anaya would not have just left on her own like that, especially without talking to any of them or telling anybody her plans. Because, you know, and even Sarah knew that she was planning to come home that night. So she, her not showing up, they knew that something was very wrong. So the family pleaded on local news stations and got the word out about 19-year-old Anaya's disappearance in this generally safe college town. But there were no signs of her. Then, two days later, on October 25th, 2019, around 6.15 p.m., someone spotted Anaya's black 2017 Honda CRV in an apartment complex parking lot over 50 miles, or 80 kilometers, away in the capital city of Montgomery, Alabama. And this was cold comfort to those searching for her because her car had been badly damaged and there was no sign of Anaya. When Karina informed her children that Anaya was missing, they both started crying. She remembers her young son grabbing his iPad and looking up how many houses were in Montgomery so that they could search each one for Anaya. Churches all around Homewood prayed for her safe return. Ribbons and bows in her favorite color adorned the entire town, and everyone in the community came together to find her. Angela and Walt searched from Auburn to Tuskegee, a half an hour southwest of Auburn, just the two of them in Walt's truck for two days, combing the dense forest that covered the area. Angela described the time as, quote, pure hell, just the worst feeling in the world to not know where your child is. Reward money came in from all over, including from UFC President Dana White and light heavyweight champion John Jones, who contributed $25,000 each. So that's really amazing that the UFC actually stepped in to help in this search. Yeah, so generous. Walt canceled an upcoming fight to devote his time to finding Anaya, saying, quote, I wasn't able to focus at all. It was just chaos. There was sadness. It's like a dark abyss. While police would not reveal publicly what they found in Anaya's car, they did say that because of the state of the interior of her car, it seemed like a struggle took place, and they zeroed in on foul play. 
Then finally, a break in the case. From surveillance footage, police discovered that Anaya had stopped at a Chevron gas station on College Street right there in Auburn, just a two-minute drive from her apartment. According to the video, Anaya went inside at 11.21 p.m., and she was in the store for just two minutes, and she bought a bag of sour cream and onion potato chips and a drink. And her mom said that nighttime snacking was her thing. And remember, just 11 minutes before this is when her roommate Sarah texted her asking if she was almost home, to which Anaya replied with, yeah. So she was probably on her way to the gas station to grab some chips, and then she was going to be two minutes from home. You know, she should have been home by like 11.25 at that point or about that time before 11.30. But as we know, she did not get home around 11.30 or even after that. So two weeks after her disappearance, police announced a person of interest, a man who had been seen inside the gas station with her at the time that she had been picking up her snack, whom they had also captured on the surveillance footage. A witness who had been with them at the gas station that night came forward to police and said that they thought they remembered this man, the, the suspect in question, forcing an unwilling Anaya into his car in the gas station parking lot. But why they took so long to report this information, we don't know. Yeah, I don't know if maybe they just didn't know what was really going on and couldn't be sure if that was an actual abduction. And then when they found out about Anaya being missing and then they came forward, I mean, I'm assuming that's probably what happened. Yeah, and isn't it so horrible? Because I think we are all, or many of us are kind of victim of this, of looking at a situation and maybe being like, oh, I don't know what's going on there. I can't assume the worst and call the police. Because actually you and I had a situation recently where we called the police and it ended up being nothing. And they even said though, they were like, we're glad that you called anyway, because if it was something, you know, we would have wanted to know as well. Because then I was like, oh, shit, I called him and I didn't need to. But they they acknowledged that it was good that we did that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know. But a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, exactly. And hindsight's twenty twenty, so you never really know what the situation is. And if, if it's serious, I mean, it's possible that this person in the gas station was thinking, hey, maybe they're just like playing a joke on each other or just messing around. Right, and I'm sure if he had seen like a full-blown abduction, it would have been a little different, but maybe he only saw like a little snippet and he didn't know what was going on, didn't report it. So anyway, the suspect, the man that we're talking about that allegedly abducted her is Ibrahim Yazid, so not Eric. And he was a 30-year-old man, remember Anaya was 19, from Montgomery, Alabama, which is where her car was found. Police felt so confident that he was involved in Anaya's disappearance that they issued a warrant for his arrest and announced that he was dangerous and likely armed. The reason for this was his extensive criminal record. So Ibrahim Yazid had actually been in jail until recently when he was released on bond and was still awaiting trial for involvement in that crime. In February of that year, so 2019, he and a woman named Jesse Ford were arrested for attempted murder after a 77-year-old man was found beaten almost to death and left in a car. Wow. I know. So, so, so messed up. So police discovered him after they had pulled someone else over for erratic driving. And according to police, he was, quote, unconscious, unresponsive, severely injured, and near death in the parking lot of a hotel. So Ibrahim is very violent. Yeah. 
And Ibrahim Yazid and Jesse Ford then robbed this 77-year-old man after beating him nearly to death and left him for dead. They were also responsible for holding another person against their will at the same time, beating him and stealing from him as well. And Ibrahim had a rap sheet dating back to 2011, so when he was around 22 years old, when he was arrested for robbery. Now, the following year in 2012, so seven years before Anaya's disappearance, 23-year-old Ibrahim was arrested for attempted murder when he intentionally rammed his car into the back of a police vehicle. What an idiot. Yeah, why would you do that? Then, in 2015, he was arrested for felony drug possession. And in 2017, he was arrested for aggravated battery after he attacked a police officer. So it seems that this guy really just doesn't give any fucks. I mean, like, he's not just attacking, like, random victims. He's also going after police. Yeah, so true. Does not give a shit. The Auburn police chief said of him being involved in Anaya's case, quote... We don't have any reason to know that she was familiar with him, but we can't rule out completely that there was some knowledge. Because he had been serving time, it seemed as if he was homeless upon his release, and he had been staying in a hotel near the Chevron station where he had abducted Anaya, which again was two minutes from her apartment, so close to the college as well. It's still not known whether the two had any sort of history or familiarity, um, because Ibrahim was actually attending the same college. Later the same night that she was abducted, Anaya's car was seen at a different nearby gas station as Ibrahim went inside and bought a cigar. An hour later, a license plate reader clocked Anaya's car at the entrance of the I-85 highway heading south toward Montgomery. After the arrest warrant was issued for Ibrahim, Angela pleaded with him on the local news, quote, as a mother and as a Christian, you know we're all sinners. And even though this man has done some evil things and possibly evil things to our daughter, you know God can change everybody's heart. If he sees this, whoever it is who has done harm to our child, it can be okay. You can stop now. You can change this. You can let her go. God forgives you. We can forgive you. We just want our child home and safe. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment, no maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volix XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medications that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, just visit Juvederm.com. Heath and I are major sufferers of seasonal allergies. They are the worst. It can even be difficult to host this show when our noses are all clogged up. We have tried brand after brand, but luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. And big shout out to Claritin for supporting this show and providing us with samples. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. I feel like I sneeze all day long. I always have an itchy face, but now I can actually go outside in the grass and not have a sneeze attack or be stuffed up thanks to Claritin D. Are you ready to live as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so that you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. We know you guys love a good mystery, especially one with twists and turns. Am I right? This is why you guys are going to love June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker while she tries to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder in the roaring 1920s. In this hidden object mystery game, put your detective skills to the test. While you're on this quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret, you can customize your very own luxurious estate island and let your imagination run wild. Daphne and I actually love to play this game together because you can chat with and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. It is truly so much fun. You guys are going to love it. So what do you think? Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. The day after Angela made that impassioned public plea to Ibrahim that Heath just read, their prayers were answered. Well, kind of. So on Thursday, November 7th, 2012, Ibrahim was found hiding out in the woods near Pensacola, Florida, over 200 miles or over 320 kilometers away from where Anaya was last seen on surveillance footage in Auburn, Alabama. So about a three and a half hour drive away. 
He was arrested for the first-degree kidnapping of 19-year-old Anaya Blanchard, and it was reported by police that he did not surrender peacefully. Of course he didn't. This dude attacks police officers. Very true. So the day after that, Ibrahim Yazid appeared in court in Florida with an an extremely swollen eye, sorry, um, that he claimed that police gave him. Good. I hope they punched him in his face, to be honest. It appears they did. (laughs) I hope they did. So at this point, police felt comfortable releasing the results of their search of the interior of Anaya's car and what they found, and here's what it was. It was blood and a lot of it. And they also found male DNA running Ibrahim's alongside it to see if it matched, and, well, it did. They explained that her passenger seat contained an excessive amount of blood and that the door behind it held a bullet. So Anaya's fate seemed grim at this point and her parents were eager to face Ibrahim in court and get the answers that they deserved. But they were horrified when they found him to be smug, walking into the courtroom, staring them down and shaking his head. I've also seen other photos of him smiling in court, which is just... Like the most annoying shit ever. The worst type of human. Truly. And Walt in particular felt like Ibrahim was challenging him. If only Walt could have given him a little something. Well, what I I was, yeah, what I was thinking is just put him in a cage with Ibrahim. Yeah. And just let Walt just beat the shit out of him. If only. So despite everything stacked against him, while there was still no body, Ibrahim maintained his innocence. The following week, Anaya's mom, Angela, and Walt went on Dr. Phil to plead for answers. And then on November 22nd, so a month after Anaya went missing, the police shocked the community when they arrested a second man in connection to Anaya's abduction and murder. This man was also a convicted felon because in 2004, Antoine Fisher was arrested and convicted of the murder of 25-year-old Amy Rawls, who lived in the suburbs of Montgomery, which again is like an hour from Auburn. That's where Ibrahim lived, and that is where um, Anaya's car was found. It was apparently a drug deal gone wrong, and the other man involved is still serving time in Alabama State Prison. Antoine served less than two years for the crime, and in 2019, 35 years old and a father of four, Antoine was released on a $50,000 bond for his involvement in Anaya's abduction and probable murder, and he provided the police with information to allow for his release. So he got a deal. Yeah, exactly. And they, so they suspected him of aiding Ibrahim in disposing of evidence. And they hoped that, you know, like working with him would lead to the eventual discovery of her body. I know all of you guys love listening to thrilling stories. So why not check out some thriller audiobooks on Audible? That is all I've been doing lately when I'm cooking, cleaning, or driving. Because Audible includes an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre. And they have thousands of podcasts from popular favorites like ours that you guys can listen to. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. And on top of that, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. With Audible, the time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that have enthralled you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. 
And I am very much gripped in the audiobook that I'm listening to now on Audible of The Drowning Woman. It is so good. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash going west or text going west to 500 500. That's audible.com slash going west or text going west to 500 500. After Antoine was released on bail, police agreed to drop the charges against him if he started talking. Now, according to Antoine's account, Ibrahim had called him in the early morning hours of October 24th and then showed up in Montgomery asking for help driving in Naya's car. Antoine followed behind Ibrahim in his own truck to the very apartment complex where investigators found Anaya's car. They then wound up at a cemetery behind a church, and Antoine noticed what looked like a large object wrapped in a comforter in the back of the Honda CRV that Ibrahim had been driving, which was obviously Anaya's. So Antoine remembers saying, quote, tell me that's not a body. But Ibrahim assured him, saying, quote, it won't come back on you and your family. Ibrahim then dropped the object that he had been transporting in the woods, which was indeed Anaya's body. When Antoine pushed for answers, Ibrahim simply said that he had shot a girl when she went for the gun, leading investigators to believe that in her last moments, she had tried to reach for the gun to fight back against her attacker. If that's even what happened, like, he probably is saying that to seem like he was defending himself when he's the one who put her, you know, he's the one who abducted her. Of course, he's trying to make himself the victim. Exactly. So, I mean, whether or not a struggle ensued and he shot her during the struggle, it doesn't matter. Like, you still murdered her. Yeah, true. So, on November 25th, two days later, police arrested a third man in connection with Anaya's disappearance. David Johnson Jr. was arrested for hindering the prosecution of Ibrahim Yazid. David was alleged to be the one who drove Ibrahim across state lines to Florida to avoid being apprehended, and then he lied to police about it when he was questioned. That same day, police came across human remains in the woods of Macon County, Alabama, in between Auburn and Montgomery. There were items of clothing discarded nearby, including a pair of Sorel boots. Initially, detectives weren't sure if it was in fact Anaya and needed to wait on further testing. But they called Walt and Angela down to the DA's office to see if they could identify the clothing found nearby. The Sorel boots had been a gift from Walt when the family took a trip to New York City, so he recognized them instantly when he was shown a picture. The DA remembers Walt quietly excusing himself and then going to the stairwell of the building, screaming and punching a concrete wall, overwhelmed with grief. Angela asked to see her daughter's remains, but she was told that she should not. Her parents were taken to the spot in the woods where police located Anaya's body and searched for more items of hers that could serve as evidence. So now that investigators had her body, they could compare the crime scene, which they believed, based on the amount of blood, was her car, to the injuries that her body had sustained. Ultimately, she was killed by a gunshot wound, and they believed that she was trying to escape her own car when she was shot by Ibrahim. So then we can imagine that maybe she was trying to get into her own car and she was potentially shoved into her car, or was he already in her car waiting for her? Like, that isn't clear but either way it seems like he forced her into her own car and tried to do god knows what 
while she was in there and then shot her there. Yeah, and it's possible that the reason why he shot her like that is because she was probably fighting back. Yeah. And but, he couldn't control her. But I also wonder if they drove to a different area. Like if, if she was in the driver's seat, because the blood was in the passenger seat. So was he in the driver's seat and he drove her to a different area? Because guaranteed this didn't all happen in the gas station parking lot. No, it doesn't appear that it did. But then we have to remember that um, Sarah received that text back saying that she was smoking a blunt and she was with someone named Eric at um, 11.40 p.m. and 11.43 p.m. And we know that she had entered the store at, what was it, 11.22? So like 20 minutes earlier, and she was only in there for two minutes. So this all probably happened fast enough for 20 minutes after she left the store. She may have already been dead, and Ibrahim was using her phone to kind of divert... Sarah from thinking that something was wrong to kind of give himself time. Yeah, absolutely. When I first read that, I was like, oh, like what's going on with this Eric person? But the entire time it was just Ibrahim texting, like he was being very, uh, I don't know what, what you would call it. Like, I mean, for a guy that's so dumb, it appears that he was being very sneaky or somewhat smart here by texting Sarah that, oh, I'm with this person named Eric. Right, because then they might be looking for a guy named Eric instead of Ibrahim. But also, I mean, if he hadn't been on surveillance footage, that would have been one thing to kind of make him more unknown. But then you think about the fact that his DNA was in her car. So he's a criminal record. Certainly they already had his DNA in the system anyway. They would have caught him regardless. So he made some mistakes, luckily. Not smart enough. But he was trying to get away with it by pointing fingers at a fake person named Eric. Absolutely. So on December 2nd, 2019, the DA announced that, or the DA announced that they believed Ibrahim was responsible for the death of 19-year-old Anaya Blanchard and that he was now being charged with both kidnapping and murder. But Ibrahim continued to proclaim innocence and address the lawyers and Anaya's family with condescension and attitude. And Angela said through tears, quote, It's indescribable how someone could actually do these things to my beautiful daughter. And it's so traumatizing to think about what she went through. And then, of course, on top of that, you know, being met with this attitude from the guy who did it, who's acting like he didn't do it when you're caught on surveillance footage with her. And your DNA is there. Your DNA is there. And two people are coming out saying, you freaking did this. Yeah. And also the dude that uh, hauled you across state lines rolled over on you, buddy. No, that's what I mean. Him and uh, what's his face? The other guy. The other, uh, the other Antoine. shithead. Yeah, yes. Antoine. So when asked what they wanted, her parents simply said justice. Walt considered ending his UFC career because he was so broken over Anaya's death. He seems like such an amazing stepdad, but said that he was inspired to keep going after Anaya came to him in a dream. He remembers that she had been sitting in their living room aglow, and he says, quote, I hugged her and she said, keep going. And so Walt kept fighting. There was a fight scheduled for the one-year anniversary of Anaya's death, which he decided he wanted to participate in. So Walt flew to Abu Dhabi and quarantined for two weeks in a hotel while training, since this was October of 2020, so it was very much in the throes of the COVID-19 pandemic. Meanwhile, back at home in Homewood, Alabama, Angela held a vigil on the anniversary of her daughter's death in Anaya's honor. 
Unfortunately, Walt did wind up losing that fight, and he came home saying that he should have taken more time. According to Angela, he broke down on the floor crying when he returned, finally letting the pent-up anger and hurt out. The man who witnessed Anaya being abducted has testified against Ibrahim, breaking down in tears over the remorse of not reporting it sooner. While it doesn't necessarily affect the course of the impending trial for justice for Anaya Blanchard, in the summer of 2021, the district attorney assisting the Blanchard family, Brandon Hughes, was suspended from practicing law. He was accused of seven felony counts, including five ethics violations and one count of conspiracy and one count of perjury. One claim against him alleges that he embezzled $14,000 to pay hush money to a female employee that he'd assaulted. But back to Anaya. Unfortunately, the pandemic has slowed the prosecution of Ibrahim Yazid, and he is still being held without bond awaiting trial. Prosecutors are seeking the death penalty, and Anaya left quite the legacy behind in her 19 short years. In June of 2020, a bench was placed in Patriot Park in Homewood in her honor. A scholarship was also established at her high school in her name. And in November of 2022, Alabama residents will vote on Anaya's Law, which will push for stricter bail requirements for violent offenders. Angela's parents argue that Ibrahim Yazid shouldn't even have been released, with Angela saying, quote, You have people committing multiple violent crimes, and they get out on bond. It's just not okay. Angela also started Anaya's Heart Foundation, a nonprofit organization set out to educate people, especially young women, about personal safety and self-defense. The description on their website reads, quote, Anaya's Heart is a 501c3 nonprofit organization founded by Angela Harris in July of 2020. After the tragic loss of her daughter, Anaya Blanchard, Angela appeared on several local and national television, radio, and social media platforms telling her daughter's story and fighting for Anaya's law. Angela's sincere heart touched many people. Angela, while grieving herself, inspired others with transparency, strength, and love. People with similar situations gravitated to her looking for understanding, comfort, and support. Angela continued to answer calls and help in any way that she could, sometimes by simply just being there. And as much as we wish that the stories we cover never happened, we really can all gain a lot of perspective from them to really understand the dangers of the world. And actually, my stepdad, Rob, is a personal trainer and We've been talking about doing self-defense classes for me and my twin sister, which I think is really good for everybody if possible, but also just knowing to be aware and really sadly to never, ever let your guard down. And not that Anaya did or that she welcomed this to happen to her, but to hear these stories, I think it helps all of us understand the horrible situations that can fall upon us and to just try our hardest to stay safe which is really what her family is doing with this organization, just making people as aware as possible of dangers, teaching them self-defense and understanding how to protect yourself if you are in a dangerous situation, which is so amazing. Yeah, I, I really am grateful for them having this organization and just being there to help people who need it. So realizing what a difference she made and how many people were hurting and going through similar tragedies, Angela set out to make an impact by spreading awareness and educating anyone that would listen. 
The incidents of violence acts threatening the safety of women, children, and adults are rising at an alarming rate. Angela says that if she can prevent just one person, just one child from violent harm, then she has done what she set out to do. She added, quote, I will not stop fighting for her. The family started hosting free self-defense classes led by Walt, which is so badass. Yeah, he is the perfect person to do that. I love it. And then Angela would lead a talk on personal safety measures. So Elijah said, quote, When my sister was taken, she didn't really know or have the experience to, you know, defend herself and escape when a person was attacking her. So I think it's important for people to know how to defend themselves in bad situations. Sharing this recommendation for a basic maneuver to get out of an attack, he said, quote, If someone comes up behind you and gives you like a bear hug kind of maneuver, first thing you do is shrug your shoulders and duck down as hard as you can, and then you'll take a step out and try to escape. They want to use her legacy and memory for good and hope to help others avoid the same fate. On December 21st, 2019, almost 2,000 people came together in her hometown to celebrate her life. All of those nearest and dearest to Anaya spoke, including her younger siblings. Her little sister Ayla said, quote, We will miss you. We were so happy that you are our sissy. And Homewood, Alabama, dubbed December 21st, Anaya Haley Blanchard Day. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Going West. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And on Friday, we'll have an all-new case for you guys to dive into. Remember, if you are in Alabama and you are listening to this before November 2022, why don't you go ahead and vote for Anaya's Law and help the family and also help this amazing cause because violent offenders should not be able to get out on bail. Yeah, absolutely. And also, if you're in that area, you know, consider uh, donating to the organization. And also, maybe if you want to, go take some classes, some self-defense classes with Walt. Yes, that would be so amazing. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will see you on Friday for a new episode of Going West. We're almost to 250. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy to think how many episodes we've done. Um, and thank you guys again for sharing the show. Also leaving us nice reviews. That also helps. And if you want more episodes of Going West, head over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash goingwestpodcast. And the link for that is always in the descriptions of our episodes. If you ever don't know how to spell Patreon or don't remember what it's called, it is always right there for you. All right, guys. So for everybody out there in the world, don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger.